Blog Talk Radio. Father God, let your kingdom come. Sovereign Lord, let your will be done. I trust you more than anyone. Your faithfulness like the rising sun. Spirit, come have your way.
Hello, and welcome to tonight's show. I am one of your hosts, I'm Tanisha, and your other host will be here shortly. Today is October 11th, it's 2023 at 7.16 p.m. Central Standard Time. Very excited to be here, glad that you are here too. There's just been a lot going on in our world, a lot going on in general, (laughs) and uh, this is certainly a time that we need to be inclining our ear to the Lord, hearing what the Spirit has to say, being obedient to his instruction and direction, and getting into our word. We need to know what does God have to say about everything, because we've got a lot of stuff going on. So let's start with, let's go into scripture. I was really um, moved by today's scripture of the day on the Bible app, if you have it. Well, I think there's several of them, but there's like a main one that most people use. But it really like stood out to me today's scripture of the day. So let's go there, which is Mark 8.35. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version. It says, for whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake and the gospels will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. Let's do a compare. I want to read it in the NIV. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Um, and then I'll read it at the uh, King James because that's my sweetheart's favorite. So let me, do I even have that on there here? My app updated, and I don't think it included. Yeah, it didn't even include King James. So let me download that real quick because I got to have my King James version on there. Oh, that's weird. When I tried to pull it on King James, it won't even let me. I think I have a King James Bible. Hold on. Let me grab it. Let's see. I've got a living standard... New American Standard. Do I not have a King James Bible in here? I'm in my office. I don't think I have a King James in here. Amplify. No, I'll have Terrence read it when he gets in here because that's not my favorite version. I know when I was a new believer, I would read it and... It felt like reading a Shakespeare play. I'm like, what is with the art vows and all this stuff? But yeah, when I try to add the King James on my app, it won't let me, which is really, really weird. It just has like a, it's grayed out, matter of fact. Huh. I wonder why. But anyways, back to the scripture. Uh, whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death, but whoever loses his life in this world for my sake and the gospels will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God, which means that we we can't be trying to hold on to uh, the life in this world, right? Being trying to be part of this world. We have to stand apart and we have to stand for the gospel. We have to stand for Christ. And so that, that's how we gain eternal life and how we separate ourselves from 
sin and the consequences of sin by choosing to live a life after what God says is right and what Christ is telling us to do, not the world, because we're going to soon see a big shift. Like right now, you probably don't feel it as much. I know that a lot of people felt it when COVID first hit, right? When they started bringing out the, um, the shots and they were really promoting this whole flatten the curve and do it for your community and care about you, if you mean care about people and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people were feeling a lot of pressure to follow after what the trend was, which was getting the shot. And there was a lot of backlash against people who weren't getting the shot and a lot of name calling and labeling of people who were not getting the shot saying, you don't care about your community. You don't care about your family. You don't care about your kids. You're not trying to flatten the curb. It was just crazy. And people couldn't see the the politics behind it. Like, I'm like, people are really parakeeting what they're saying on TV. So that's not even coming from yourself. It's like they're implanting thoughts. I didn't see the propaganda that was going on, but it was just a test run for what we're going to see more of as these days draw to a close, as time itself draws to a close. So as believers, we have to be doing what, what God tells us to do. We have to be living according to God's ways, kingdom ways, not the world's ways in, the, in what they are saying, no matter what the consequence is. Um, because we're going to see a lot more of that, you know, especially as we get closer to um, people accepting or being even offered the mark of the beast, you know, because when the Antichrist comes, he's not coming as a, as a man of, of war and destruction and, and chaos and confusion. He's going to come like a man of peace. Like he's going to restore things and, 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 and bring unity and all this stuff. I mean, look at, look at like world leaders of past pre- and present. You know, they always promote this whole unity thing, just being unified and everybody loving one another and being on the same page and respect and all these types of things. And that's the message he's going to promote. And in order for him to bring a message of peace that's attractive, there's going to have to be what? Chaos. And so people who don't, who aren't for him, they're going to look like they're, you know, chaotic people or troublemakers or people who are promoting division and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to, the pressure is going to really be on for people to accept the mark and go along with his agenda because they're going to present it like, well, why would you not want peace and unity? All of the things that separated us before religion and politics and all that kind of stuff, he's trying to make one to where everybody's on the same page, where the world's not divided. Why would you not want that? Why would you not want there to be um, things to be easier to, to do and obtain and, and, and wiping out, you know, uh, uh, identity theft and things like that? Why would you not want that? Why wouldn't you not just want a chip that has all of your information on it? That way nobody can steal. You don't even need a wallet. You don't need credit cards. You don't need to, like everything's in one central location. You don't need car keys because you can just turn on your car with your with your thumb or your hand. You don't need these things, house keys and all. Like they're going to promote it like what, what's the problem? Because we're already being, the society that we live in is already being groomed for this. Like I have no problem with technology. That's my background. <laughs> I did IT for years. So technology is, is not a problem. But what 
has been going on, we have been being conditioned to use technology for any and everything. We have been conditioned to even sacrifice our privacy in the name of convenience. And they've just been pushing and testing more and more things out. You know, things are, are, are going digital fast to where everything is online. You know, when I went to a, a grocery store out here a couple weeks back, and I rang up, I did the self-checkout because most of the stores out here, most of the checkouts are self-checkouts. It's like maybe one checker, like one human checker, and then like 10, 15 self-checkout. So it just makes more sense to go to the self-checkout. So I rang up an item, and it did not ring up the correct price. So I went, took a picture of it, came back, and called for a worker like, hey, this is it ringing up the right price? Here's the advertised price. So she had to change the price. Now, it, from what I've seen before in the past, they change the price. They'll put in like a code and, and like a login code or employee code or something, or sometimes they'll swipe their badge or whatever. There was a little thumb reader and she pressed her thumb on it and was able to override the code. I'd never seen that before. Because I got home, I told Terrence, I'm like, you know, I was at the store and told him what happened. I'm like, and when she overrode the price, she did it with her thumb. She didn't have no badge or nothing. Like, she didn't type in a code. Or she just put her thumb as if they had a thumb reader at the register. And he was like, wow. And that's just basically biometrics, right? It's the same like when you open your phone. Like, my phone automatically locks after a certain amount of time, and I just press my thumb on it. And then a lot of even my app. So I'm not, I'm not against technology. Biometrics is a technology that many of us use. But again, we're being conditioned to use it. So we're, we don't have a problem with it. So when it's presented in a different form, they'll say, well, you're already using that. They already got your thumb information. Because if you open your bank app and you just press your thumb, I think almost all my apps are biometrics, through biometrics, where I open them through that. I don't have to remember passwords and stuff anymore because I just use my thumb. You know, and then you could use your phone to connect to your bank account to where you don't have to even pull your card out anymore. You could just swipe your 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 phone. Or if you shop at, you know, retail stores or whatever, department stores, there's a department store that I like to shop at that gives like cash back and stuff. And I could just pull up the barcode on the app and it, it my card is connected to it and my rewards are connected to it and my cash back, like everything is like a one-stop shop. So we're already conditioned for the technology. And then something that we saw rolled out even more during COVID was QR codes, right? Like parents and I, we still would like go out, have our dates and all that kind of stuff. And when we would go to restaurants because of COVID, right, they were trying to eliminate um, uh, contact with things. Like before you go to a restaurant and they would give you a menu, well, when during COVID, when we would go to restaurants, they would bring a piece of paper and have you scan the QR code to pull up the restaurant. So you have to use your phone. So if you basically went to the restaurant and you didn't have no phone, you couldn't pull up the menu because they didn't have menus. They just had these papers with QR codes on it. And so that, again, that was a conditioning to get people used to uh, QR codes. I mean, they're everywhere now. You go places and you're like, oh, I need information on this. Oh, there's the QR code. 
So we're already being conditioned for the technology to where everything is digital. Out here in Texas, um, I read an article recently where they're going to start um, digital driver's licenses to where you won't need a physical um, driver's license anymore. You can just pull it up on your phone like an, like an app. So where, and even like a lot of credit cards, um, even bank cards, you don't need your physical card. You could literally go on your app and you can have it to where you use a different card every transaction or you can have a set card or whatever. So we're already getting away from like physical things, just like how um, they're promoting, they're trying to promote this Fed now and all this kind of stuff to uh, go into the digital dollar, right? If you go some places, they don't accept cash. So you have to use a card. And soon it'll get to where you can't use a card. You'll have to use whatever other technology they're rolling out. But all that to say, right now, it, you can't feel the pressure, but there's, there's, a, there's pressure that's going to come to make it to where, you know, you're, you're just being, you're gonna, they're going to try to present you to being rebellious or a troublemaker or somebody who's just, you know, out of touch or not just following the trends that, you know, we've lived in a life where we've seen technological advances. I remember when the internet wasn't in people's homes, when it was just school and work. And then it advanced into um, personal internet. And it went from dial-up internet to DSL, fiber optic and all that. It, we, we've watched it evolve. Same with telephones. You know, people used to have hardwired phones at their homes. And if they needed to get in touch with you, initially you got a pager or a beeper. And you give people a code and then they call you back from a phone, a hardwired phone, a landline phone or a pay phone. And then it starts to advance into, you know, cell phones were out, but they were gigantic and they were very expensive. And then they started to become where they were more accessible, but it still was like, okay, you have to have a little money because the airtime was expensive. So some plans have free nights and weekends and things like that. Um, to the point where now everybody has a phone, even kids. <laughs> everybody has a phone. And for those who don't want a phone, the pressure is on to have one because most things that you do are done through your phone, They're done through apps. So if you don't have a phone, like I said, even when, when Terrence and I would go to restaurants during COVID, if you didn't have a phone, you didn't really have a way to pull up the menu. In most places, you know, they'll, if you want to schedule a doctor's appointment and all that, it's all done through apps. If you want to deal with your bank, you go to your bank's app. If your card is lost or stolen, you go on the bank app and you can lock your card. Everything is done through apps. So there is still a silent pressure to have a cell phone because most business now is done through apps. So we're going to see a shift in even in the world where they're going to try to push everything to be done through all this digital stuff, which is a setup for the one world government. But they're not going to just flat out come out like, oh, one world government. No, it's going to be uh, subtly. What they do is they slowly condition you to where it doesn't even sound odd. And then there's always that bullying act aspect that comes in if you don't do it. To where, so if you don't do it because you want to, then they try to, you know, use fear or, you know, bullying to get you to do it. 
But we have to remember to do what God tells us to do. We can't try to save our life in this world. We got to be willing to, to, to lose our life in this world for the sake and the gospel's will. So that's what I got um, for now. Wasn't expecting to talk about that, but Terrence and I talk about that a lot. Like I was even telling him how um, I've been hearing about like the, the healthcare system where I think uh, Biden is trying to pass something to where medical debt won't go into your credit report, which, you know, to most consumers, that sounds like a win because a lot of people, when they have, um, you know, uh, questionable credit, not everybody, but a lot, a lot of people, the credit is being pulled down by medical debt. And medical debt is, you know, one procedure, and it can, it can wipe out your credit score. I used to work in... Um, healthcare. I used to work, I was a, a contract worker for hospitals and my job was to find state, federal, or county programs for people who would be seen and didn't have any medical insurance. So I had access to the hospital systems and then I would try to find programs to pay the bills. And if push came to shove, then I would try to get the hospitals would always have like a financial assistance program, which was like grants that they would have to take care of the medical bills. So I know what the medical bills are. They're, they're crushing. You know, I would interview the people. Um, they would let me know why, why they were seen. I could look at their charts, see everything that was going on and see what they were building. It was insane what they were charging people for these visits to the emergency room. Crushing, crushing. I had one time a person who was in for an infection and I think they were in the hospital for a month trying to get this infection stabilized and the medical bill ended up being like a million dollars. Like it was crazy. So a lot of people, they get their credits, credit scores and their credit crushed from medical debt. And a lot of times it's necessary things that they need done, necessary surgery. So again, it sounds like a win if, if that's not able to be put on your credit report. And if it can't be put on your credit report, guess what? A lot more people are going to utilize emergency rooms and things like that, you know, because a lot of the times people won't go to an emergency room or whatever because they're afraid of the debt. A lot of people won't take an ambulance because the ambulance bill is astronomical. <laughs> that was the one thing I couldn't help with when I had that job. I couldn't help with the ambulance. That was because they had their own separate billing. So I would tell them, you know, you got to try to work with them or whatever, or just say, forget it. <laughs> just let them put it in credit report. I mean, if you passed out, you needed a ride to the hospital. But a lot of people don't utilize hospitals or emergency rooms for fear of it destroying them financially. So again, it sounds like a win. Somebody says, hey, we're going to make it to where you don't have to worry about that. If you go and you just have a bill, you'll still owe the money, but it's not going to be, you know, reflected on your credit report. Then what's going to happen is there's going to be an increase of people going to hospitals, running up bills. And with hospitals, things are billed separately. Like the hospital bills you, the ambulance bills you, the physician bills you, the anesthesiologist bills you. So everybody's billing you separately for your visit, depending on who you saw, right? And then these people are not going to get paid and that's going to present a problem. We had a hospital here in Dallas years ago that had that problem where a lot of people were going and not paying the bill, and they ended up going out of business. So, but we need our hospital. So then what's going to end up happening is the government, oh, we'll come in and save the day, right? They're going to offer their money because these hospitals are going to start hurting, 
if they're not able to get their money, everybody needs to get paid, right? Then the government will say, you know what? We should just run them. And then the hospitals are going to become government ran. This is what I see. This is what I see. It's going to get to the point where everything is going to be government. This is how we're going to have one a one world government. But again, they're not going to come in like, oh, here we come to take over. No, it's going to look like it's a solution to something. They're going to create a problem and then save the day. And they say, you know what? We'll do it this way. That way we can lower costs and our doctors get paid and this, that, and the other. But now the doctors are their puppets and got to do what they say and push what they say to push. Because we've seen a change in healthcare. At least I have. I remember when I was coming up, healthcare doctors really were trying to like, not only fix whatever problem you have, but get to the root of it so that that wasn't a problem anymore. And I saw the change when doctors started just pushing certain pharmaceuticals. And I remember I had built a good report with one of my doctors and he told me, oh yeah, they, we, the, he's like, you see those people that be coming in with the suits and briefcases? Those are pharmaceutical reps trying to get us to like sign contracts with them so that we push their products. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, let's say you came in with this ailment and I know that there's five different medications that could fix that ailment. Now, based on your medical history and, you know, the type of person you are, body chemistry, whatever, one might be better than the other. But when you have these contracts, they want you to push their product, even though there might be another pharmaceuticals uh, product that's better. So he's like, now you've got the doctors that are, they're not really doing what's best for you. They're doing, doing what's best for the, you know, based on the pharmaceutical company that they're basically in bed with, and then they get kickbacks and stuff when they get so many patients. So he was saying how it was changing to that. So that's why you got to be diligent about everything. Put your your full trust in the Lord. Because I see too many people trusting in, you know, these different systems. People come off as very nice, but they don't be having your full back or your, your best interest at heart because they've got ulterior motives because they got a contract over here or these people they got to please over there or shareholders barking down their neck over there. So you got to have some discernment. And I love medical professionals. Because we're seeing the same thing in schools. Our teachers used to teach us all types of stuff. Our teachers used to discipline us and, and, and be able to be honest with us. But now everything's so politically, they got to be politically correct. So whatever agenda is, is popular, they got to push that agenda. That Things that don't have nothing to do with education. But this is what's going to happen to all these systems that are in the world that were at one point maybe innocent or that were, you know, at one point godly. These are all going to turn into government systems, which would then be part of the one world government. And there's going to be pressure put on you and me and all of us to conform to these systems. And we got to be hearing God on what he has to say and what do we need to do. So again, we don't notice it too much right now because we do live in a world where you pretty much anything goes and you can do things your way and I could do things my way and this and the other, but it's, it's going to shift to that and you have to be prepared. And then a lot of these pastors and preachers, they too busy trying to make you feel good and talk about prosperity. They're not even equipping their saints that God has placed you know, their, 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 their sheep, or rather his sheep, they ain't even equipping them about standing firm in the word and not conforming. I'm starting to see more and more pastors conform, trying to be politically correct when it ain't politics. It's the word. But me, what, what platform and voice God has given me, I'm not here to 
to please nobody but the Lord and to give you what he's given me so that you could be properly prepared and you could be equipped. It might not happen tomorrow or next Tuesday, but it's coming. We cannot stop what's coming, but we can be informed so that we are not cowering in fear and all this stuff. It's like when COVID hit, God had already been preparing me for something major. And and I'm not going to lie, that fear tried to come on me. It really did. But God had already given me a word about it, so I was like, okay, I'm going to chill, because there are people who wasn't leaving the house, and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was that. People were, people were scared. And, 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 you know, and rightfully so, based on what was being presented. But I chose to see what God was talking about. I know what, you know, these acronyms are talking about for the news, but what are you saying, Lord? And that's what I followed, and that's where I stand. And our family was fine. We still continued to live. We went on a whole vacation <laughs> during COVID and had a blast. Nobody got sick. We built a whole house during COVID. Nobody got sick. Like, we didn't let it stop our lives. We just kept living, kept going out, kept going to the grocery store, stayed around, kept going around people, meeting new people and all that kind of stuff, shaking hands if we wanted to shake hands. Like, we, we didn't let it stop us. You know, we took the necessary precautions that we felt we needed to take. So this is this is where you're going to have to come into. You, you better be hearing God and hearing him clear. And if not, ask the Lord for a spiritual Q-tip to clean your ears out so you can hear him. And quit clogging your ears with all this nonsense and stupidity. Quit trying to be entertained and, 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 and get equipped to know what, what you need to do. So that you're good, your family's good. Those who God has called to you are good. Like we really need each other, and and we're going to need each other more than ever as the during these coming days and months and years. So, playtime is over, and and trying to hold on to the world and be like them and be liked by them. If if you feel like that, please let it go. Please get some spiritual scissors and chop that clean on off. Be willing to lose your life for the sake of the gospel. Let's read that scripture one more time, and then I'm going to start praying over you guys. Um, Amplified version again, Mark 8.35. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake and the gospels will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. That's what I'm concerned with. I'm not trying to be separated from God, and I don't want no consequences of sin. I have a job to do, period. Yes, I, I, I enjoy my life and I've enjoyed my life and all that, but like my husband keeps saying, it's go time. What is your job? I'm not talking about the one that puts that money in your account. I'm talking about what is your purpose for living? Why did God put you in the earth during this time? Figure out what your job is with the Lord and do your job. It's time to get to work because the payment is going to far out, out outweigh any type of backlash or whatever you might receive from those who ain't trying to hear you or don't like what you're doing. That's not your problem. That's their problem. God will deal with them accordingly. That's the beauty of when you and God's will, when somebody tries to come against God's will, 
You just keep doing what you do. Like, uh, Lord, you gonna handle that, and He will, because He ain't gonna let nothing stop His will. Especially when you in alignment too. Oh my, oh my gosh, trying to come against you and you're in alignment. Why did they do that? It's a recipe for disaster for them. He's gonna protect you. He's gonna bless you. So you don't worry about them, the world, what they're talking about. They are they are decaying, they are dying, they're death, they're darkness, they have no light, they ain't got no flavor. There's no salt, there's nothing. So who cares? Do what God tells you to do. Period. Let's pray a collective prayer and then I'm gonna start answering calls. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for this opportunity to come before you and to hear what you have to say, Lord. Father God, I thank you for equipping us and for um, positioning us. I thank you, Lord, for the direction and the guidance. And I thank you for just being such a good God that you, you never leave us alone. You never leave us nor forsake us. And you're always, always ahead of us. You, you equip us. You give us direction and guidance and love. And, and you nurture us. And we can trust you, Father God. And I thank you for that. So, Lord, tonight, um, let me and, and, and Terrence decrease, you increase, Father God. Let it be our, our, our mouths moving and our voices, but it be your words, speaking to your people and giving them what they need. Feed your sheep, Father God. Feed your sheep. And for those who are having a tough time hearing you, Father God, help them to, to be able to hear. I just pray against any type of clogs and any types of, of, of blockages, any types of, of roadblocks, any types of, of, of stumbling blocks, Lord. Let them be revealed and removed in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we just love and honor you, and we pray everything in Jesus' name. Amen. And our host? No? Okay. Terrence is here, but he's here in spirit, mostly. <laughs> he looks like he's tired, but he's he's present. But... He's he's present and he's going to be praying silently because he's had a very long day. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, um, like Randy does on Wednesday, I'm just going to unmute you, get your name, pray for you because there's quite a few of you in the queue tonight and I would like to get to everybody. Wait a minute. You're supposed to be the silent prayer partner. <laughs> All right. All right. Terrence said what he's hearing is a talk, so I'm not going to just unmute. I'm just going to talk. I would like to pray over everybody, but if I can't, I just can't. I'll still do a collective prayer try to get to as many people as possible. All right, first caller, 610-969. Who are we speaking with? I know. My <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Shalom, family. I was on mute, like usual. <laughs> Terrence goes, that's Lisa. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we ain't talking tonight, but girl, we is in the end times. Mm-hmm. And you were on point tonight. I be watching stuff too, like when I go and you know you take care of business, like you said, you were going to the grocery store and stuff. I see the times. I see it. I see the slow changes. I see them trying to um, get rid of cash. So I use cash like purposefully. You know, mm-hmm. I um, pay the bills with the debit, but, like, when I go around shopping, like, I went to the farmer's market or whatever, I like mm-hmm. to um, I like to patronize, like, mom-and-pop shop-type places as much yeah. as I can and um, use cash. So I got some raw honey today and, and things like that. So 
I see it, girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, everything is self checkout. Everything is like robots, robots, man. What? And like last summer, I used to see the Lord. You would show me a lot, like about um, the barrenness and the famine that that's coming. He would show me, but that was like he would show me that before. But I know what you're talking about. Woo. It's sobering, you know, but we're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. We're going to be flourishing. I believe that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really believe we're about to enter into that wealth of the wicked uh, being given to the righteous. We're, we're really going to see that. And I think we're going to be surprised at some of the wicked. <laughs> mm, we're okay. Surprised at some of those because God knows, you know, some people really try to, they got their mask on and they got their, their sheep costume on and it's going to be revealed. But there's going to be a transfer of wealth, and I really feel like we're entering into that. So as believers, we're we're good, but we're still going to see what's going on around us. We'll still be affected in some ways, but not the same way as the world. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting to, to really see, like, a lot of these prophecies coming to pass. To some people, it's scary, but I'm excited about it because I'm like, this world is so rotten. I'm like, okay, Lord, yeah, let's let's get this. Let's get this uh, show on the road. (laughs) I feel you. It's like, it's also like, almost like, um, I don't know, you know how it says in Acts that we are chosen for this time, you know, in this this era that we live in and the places. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, God literally chose for us to be here during this time. So. That's something to really, you know, ponder on, that we were chosen to really be here alive in in these end times, you know, that's been prophesied already in the Bible. So, yeah, yeah it's exciting and it's sobering. I'm not really scared. Um, I'm, what's the word? I don't know what the word is. It's not fear, but it's not, it's like, I don't know what the word is, maybe anticipation and just like sober-minded, like sober, like very um, aware and for the other people. Because like, like you said, we're going to see what's happening with, you know, what's going on in the world. So we don't want to see people suffer. And I remember Prophet Randy saying carnage a few years back. So mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah. And so like the scene with Israel and, you know. I don't know. It's just like it's closer, you know. It, what did what did Jesus say? The 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 beginning of the birth pains. So yeah. I'm like, oh man, when is it gonna crown? But at least the birth pains are started, you know. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, we we're built for it. You know, if we're here, nobody slipped through the cracks. Where the Lord's like, oh no, what is she doing down there? I meant for her to no. We're we're here because God wants us here during this time. So we're built for it. You know, we can handle it, even though it, some people might not initially think that they can, but we, we've got what it takes because we were chosen for this assignment during this time, which to me, I mean, that's an honor that God chose for us to be here during that time. So that means that he knows that we're tough cookies. We can, we got this, you know, we, yeah. we he, knows, he knows which soldiers to choose for what time period and all that kind of stuff. This is the one of the worst time periods. So all sorts of stuff coming at us. And I mean, it's just, it's craziness, but we can do it. So people need to know that, that we can do it and and not fall apart. You know, or if you're going to fall apart, have a moment, fall apart for five minutes, but then get yourself together because you're here. 
you know, and, and God wants you here and has a plan and a purpose for you to be here, to do his work. And we ain't got much longer, you know, it's, we're seeing it and it's going to, it's going to rapidly progress. Time is even speeding up. September flew by. It's like one morning I woke up, it was September 1st. I, I blinked and it was October. Like, I September, know, right? It was, it was wow. wild past September and even it just turned October we're already on the 11th like it's really I know. Speeding up. <laughs> I know and you know what Denise, I think you're a tough cookie because you're just like give yourself five minutes <laughs> I was like this girl is <laughs> a tough cookie right Karen is she a tough cookie <laughs> right like if like if you know I tell you five minutes Go, go take your little five minutes and have a little meltdown and, and slide down the wall or do what you need to do, but get yourself together afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And you said only five minutes, not 10, not 15, right. Right. not a take, day or two, five minutes, okay? Take your five minutes and have a full-blown scream, bubble snot, cry and meltdown, and then get yourself together. And then get yourself together. <laughs> I know that's right. Yep. We ain't got time to wait. We just don't have the time anymore. Time is so precious. Like, we just don't realize. Everybody's chasing money. Like, they understood that the time is the time is on a time clock. The time is on a countdown and how precious time really is. And the devil is even more so trying to distract people and get them to waste their time on pure, utter nonsense. Like, it's crazy the things that people focus on and put their time on. I'm like, you really going to waste time on that? And you don't even realize like right now, the fact that you have time is a big deal. Like, so if you do need to have your moment, like take a small moment, but take your moment, you know, take your little moment, but don't, don't put too much time in that because we just don't have a lot of time to spare. You got to use that time towards something better, towards some healing or something. Speak over yourself, decree and declare, do something because all that crying and all that, it's not going to really, you know, it, it, it it's helpful, but we don't want to spend too much time just lamenting and woe with me and having a pity party. Like just take your moment and then use the other time to build yourself up and encourage yourself like David. You know, he's one of the best ones we see in the word that would take his moment and then he would he would go in like, nah, I know the Lord got me basically. People would really say David was bipolar, he was alive today because he would like back and forth, but I know, right? <laughs> he got himself together though. He would he would get himself together by like, kind of talking it out. So that's what we need to do. We're going to probably need to do a lot of that as, as things change. I was re- watching a, a video today about a guy that was saying how New York had issued some sort of warning about um, attacks that may happen um, in, in the cities and stuff, because there was people who were uh, um, celebrating the violence and all that kind of stuff. So kind of telling people to stay uh, vigilant and and kind of be watchful about what's going on around them. So we don't even know how what's going on in Israel can affect us over here. Um, and I know that if if things are to break out over here, that a lot of people are going to be afraid and have meltdowns and all that kind of stuff. But we need to be seeking the Lord's face more than anything. Say, so have your meltdown and then get to get on your knees and say, Lord, what what you want me to do? You know. So we just we just, girl. We, we gotta be tough. We just that we're built for it. We're, we're literally soldiers. <laughs> we're built for it. We gotta put our armor on and Amen. do the work. But um, let's pray for you. Thank you. Love you guys.
Love you too. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Lisa, Father God. We thank you for we thank you for the work that you have done in her life and the work that you are doing in her life. And Lord, thank you for her coming into a season of fruition and seeing the fruit uh, of the seeds that you've sown into her. Um, when we come into the fold and when we come into you, Lord, we don't even know what we're made of. We don't even know what's inside of us. But as we grow closer to you, we find us in you. So, Lord, I thank you for her discovering who she is and, and for her to, to see the work that you have done in her and to see the seeds, the results of the seeds that you have planted in her, the harvest that's going to bring forth and spring forth in her life that's going to not only affect her but affect those around her and that will bring you glory, Father God, and, 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 and honor, Lord, where you and only you can get the credit for it. So, Lord, I just thank you for that. Continue to bless her. Continue to, to guide and protect her, Lord and to illuminate the steps that she's to take, Father God. Sometimes it's to, to do nothing. Sometimes it's to just stay where you are at. But each time she needs to take a step to, to make a move, Lord, illuminate it so she knows where to put her foot, so she knows where she needs to be. And when she doesn't need to, to make a move, let her have the, 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 the knowledge, the, the know-how, the, the, the wisdom to just stay put, to just wait, to wait for the further instruction. So, Lord, we just thank you for it. Let it all be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Lisa. All right, Lisa. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry. I muted you right when you started talking. Sorry, y'all. I said amen. All right, love you. Talk to you soon. Love you too. Thanks. All right, let's go to the next one, 682-738. Who are we speaking with? Yes, this is LaShawn from Texas. Hey, LaShawn, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, good. We were just talking about you yesterday, me and, and Darren. He was like, have you heard from LaShawn? Yeah. I said, I said the last I heard, she was supposed to do her show, but she was moving. Because I know Randy had sent a text out mm-hmm. that you were moving. So, um, but yeah, he yeah. Just, we just, just was talking about you. Just, I want to say it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that you called yeah. in <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, we for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for LaShawn. Father God, we thank you for um, just the, 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 her being uh, true to what it is that you um, have desired for her to do, um, for her not folding, for her not making uh, moves based on circumstances, but making moves based on your, your will, your desire. It's, it's so easy, Lord, when we're in certain positions to move based on our position. But I thank you, Lord, that she doesn't serve anything but you. She doesn't serve circumstances. She doesn't serve her emotions. She serves you. So I thank you, Lord, that, that, you, that you're blessing her, that you're blessing her in more ways than one. One, that you're blessing her with the, um, the faith to know that you will always take care of her. You're blessing her with the, the peace the peace to know that your word is true, the peace to know that you honor your word, the peace to know that you take care of your people. And and I thank you, Lord, that you're blessing her with the people that she needs to be surrounded with, people that that hear you, people that that have her best interest at heart, um, that don't have ulterior motives, that are not looking to just get something out of her, but wanting to pour into her and that genuinely want the best for her. And I thank you, Father God, that 
you are um, blessing her with, with, with the mindset, like the mind of Christ being in her fully. Um, sometimes we, we, we hear from you, Lord, and we might misinterpret, just like Joseph, how he had the dreams. And so he was kind of right, but he just kind of got it a little bit wrong, but it still came to pass. Uh, so I thank you, Lord, that, that in, in areas where you've given her um, instructions or words or even things that she just felt that um, the mind of Christ be in her to where she, she knows what she needs to do. And she knows what you're saying about certain circumstances, even if she thought something different at first, that you're, you're cleaning it up to where she knows now for, for sure the things that you uh, desire for her to do, the next steps, um, what's to come. Yes, what's to come. And she can rejoice and be grateful for what's to come. So, Lord, continue to protect her. Bless her finances, Father God. Bless her ministry. Bless her family, Lord. And uh, I just thank you that, that she's a light to, to her family, um, a light that cannot be dimmed, and that you are using her uh, kind of as a town crier. The town crier would, would, would warn um, the, the, the inhabitants of what was to come, and it was up to them to listen to the town crier or not. If they didn't, that was on them because the warning had came. Um, so I thank you, Lord, that you're using her um, within her family as a town crier and, and that she has the peace of knowing that she's provided the instruction or the warning. And if they don't follow it, um, that's not on her, that's on them. So give her peace in that. Now, thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God. I'm sorry, I had the phone on mute because I'm oh. at the airport, but amen. <laughs> I just said I was talking, but amen. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Tell Brother Terrence I say hello, and it is well. Amen. God bless you too, LaShawn. All right. Amen. Let's get to the next caller here, 870-415. Who are we speaking with? You there, eight seven zero four one five. Sorry, this is Shavonda, Arkansas. Hey, Shavonda, how are you tonight? I'm fine. How are y'all? Doing good. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Shavonda, Lord. We just thank you for um, you making making things straight, making things right. That's something that we say, um, right? We'll say. Somebody say, says, how are you doing? And if you're doing well, you say, I'm straight, you know. Um, and, and I see, like, when, when I said making things straight, like making things right. I see some situations that were, like, not done right, but God is making it right. And sometimes it's, you know, he'll tell us what to do to make it right. Sometimes we, we literally don't do anything. And he just, through a series of events, things work out. And things become revealed and things become right. And, Lord, we just thank you for Shavonda, Lord, that you're making things straight. You're making things right. There's, there's areas, there's things that have been crooked, right, crooked, not, not done correctly or, or made out to be um, a certain way. And, Lord, I thank you that you're, you're shedding light 
and you're 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 bringing forth the truth to make things to, to correct it so that she's straight, so that she's that things are are right, um, and which is going to be a testimony to her that you really do fight for your people, that you really do vindicate your people, so that when when things are done um, that are not done correctly. When things are said that are not accurate, that are not true, that you will make it to where the truth comes out and you will make it to where the wrong is corrected. So, Lord, thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to be ready to tell y'all my testimony whenever I, next, the next time I talk to y'all because I'm just waiting on the situation to get some um paperwork in the mail and I'll appear in the court date and then I'll be ready to tell my testimony because it's mm-hmm. exactly every being revealed right now is just patience, patience. And it's frustrating but it's just patience. Mhm. We, we we know how that is. Um we're waiting on a situation <laughs> where we can there's already been court and all that kind of stuff, but we're waiting on the Lord's verdict to be manifested. Um, and once it once it is, because I mean it's 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 this is years worth of stuff. Then we're gonna have like a whole show dedicated to saying you know talking about what God has done, and um, very very frustrating. You know, there's a lot of lies, a lot of manipulation. I mean, when we tell you guys everything, you're gonna really think it was a lifetime movie, um, play or a lifetime movie trip. Because I mean, it was un unbelievable, <laughs> unreal, like. The way people will lie and the things that people will do is completely crazy. But the blessings that we received um, are just invaluable. Just learning how God protects, learning how to cope when you're lied on and when things are going on around you and you're being attacked and learning how to even have compassion for those who are coming against you. Like the lessons and all that. Now, would I want to go through it again? No. Mm-hmm. But did, did was was more gained out of it than absolutely. So we're going. We look forward to hearing your testimony. And um, when yeah. when things are completed on exactly. this end, we're going to do a testimony show too. Yes, ma'am. Y'all have a blessed night, and thanks, y'all. Thank you. You too. All right, let's go to our next caller here, 803-991. Who are we speaking with? Hi, Tanisha and Terrence. It's Angela, South Carolina. Hey, Angela, how are you tonight? I'm well. How are you all doing? I see Terrence is sleeping, though, so I think he's doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's pray for you. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for Angela, Father God. We just thank you for, for the rejoicing, for the victory um, we thank you, Lord, for the the the. It's like I see you um, having a moment, like with the uh, the Jericho Wall, how how they were told to march around it and then shout. Which to me, if I had a wall that was blocking me from obtaining something, I'm putting a stick of dynamite, or I'm bringing like a, a bulldozer or something to like plow through the wall. But I see you having a moment where it's like God's going to tell you to do something. That's going to really like change something, but it's not going to look like it's going to change something because it's like, okay, 
march around a wall and shout, what's that supposed to do? You know, but, you know, the obedience makes you do it anyway. But sometimes God will tell us to do something and we really don't know where he's going. Like, okay, I trust you. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where you're going with this. But then can you imagine the shock? Like once they, once the wall fell down, like, oh, really? Like marching and shouting? Like that for real made the wall fall. And so it's like I see God taking you um, on a journey to, to of doing some things. And out of obedience, you're doing it, but then being very pleasantly surprised at what it's, what it's going to really do. Because like God will tell us to do something and we'll, we'll have an idea like, oh, okay, he's doing this for this reason. But then he's really doing something else. And and I see if like you, what he's doing, what he's going to end up ultimately doing, you being pleasantly surprised, like, oh, I didn't know that was taking care of that situation. Like I thought it was taking care of this because just at a practical, like okay, practically it makes sense that it would take care of this, but really you was over here making it take care of that. Like, oh, okay. So I see you really being pleasantly surprised with the with the Jericho the Jericho shout in the walls and things that it's going to change and, and you being able to gain access now to things that have you know feel like you've been kind of blocked from it. Because walls walls block, like they prevent. That's why cities would have walls to prevent like people from penetrating the city and to even prevent the people from getting out if they didn't want them to get out. Like it has a, a purpose. It's a it's like a control mechanism. But I see God, your your obedience to God, like really causing things that feel like they're walled or hard to obtain or hard to penetrate, boom, it's gone. But you're not even knowing that that's what it's going to do. Like it's going to be a pleasant surprise. So, Lord, we just thank you for Angela, Lord. We thank you for her obedience. We thank you for your direction, Lord. We thank you for the the, the walled in things and the things that seem like they're they're not easy to obtain, that they can't be penetrated, that you're going to show her that truly she can do all things through you. Truly. Like, we know it, but we know it, and then, like, it's different when we walk it. Like, we already know we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but sometimes we're like, okay, even that too, like, just pleasantly surprising her. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tanisha. You're welcome. I got excited. Like, I'm smiling so hard about that. I don't know what it is, but it's uh, it's something, like, Lord kept saying pleasant, like, pleasantly surprised. I love pleasant surprises where I'm like, oh, okay, like, oh, that too? Oh, okay, like, yeah, that'll work. So that's what I see, like, you being excited, like, oh, okay. (laughs) I receive that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. tell me to do something. I, you, you're right on point. I'm telling you right on point. I'm going to my testimony also. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need a testimony show. We can encourage one another. Yes, yes absolutely. Amen. Wow. Well, thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah, if y'all could see how I'm grinning right now, that just excited me. When the Lord says something pleasant, you know it's pleasant. Like, that's exciting in itself. Three one five eight eight four. Hi. Hi. Who am I speaking with? I'm Kiara from New York. Kiara. Yes. That's a pretty name. Well, thank you for calling in tonight, Kiara. Have we spoken to you before? A long, uh, uh, yeah, we we spoke before, not in a while. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Sierra, Lord. We thank you that you are are are, are making making clearing paths for her. We thank you for the, the clearing of paths for her. Sometimes we, we feel like we're in situations and we we cannot see our way out um, of the situation. It doesn't matter how we got in it. You know, sometimes we're in situations that we put ourselves in. Sometimes we backed into the situation. It doesn't matter. But sometimes we just find ourselves where we feel like there's no way out. Um, and, Lord, I thank you for clearing paths for Kiera and showing her ways out of, of situations that are not serving her. Um, situations mm-hmm. that she might feel stuck in and, and, and saying, you know what, there's, it just is what it is, but it, it's really not. Um, so, Lord, clear the path and show her, no, she doesn't have to settle. She doesn't have to deal with, um, with certain situations, that, that, that it, it's not just what it is, that you, you're made way, you, 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 you make a way. You, 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 you order our steps. So there's never a situation where it's just like, oh, too bad. That's just you're just gonna deal with that, and there's no good and this, that, and the other. No, there's always a way out. There's a way out. There's always a way through you. So Lord, I thank you for you showing her, showing her the ways, the way to go, and it's just step by step, step by step. You know, lift your leg here, climb over that, bend here, go under this gate. Now go to the left. Now do that. And then next thing you know, she's out of the situation. Where when she, when you first started giving her the steps, she wouldn't see that that's what it was doing. But then when she looks back, she's like, oh, I'm not even in that no more. I'm not even dealing with that no more. That's, I'm free of that. And who you make free, Lord, who you set free is free indeed. So, Lord, we just thank you for the love that you have for her. We thank you, Lord, for her reaching out to you, Lord and that you are taking her hand and guiding her and getting her out of situations that she doesn't need to be in. So we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Kiara, sometimes we, sometimes we make, sometimes we really get ourselves in a bad situation. That's just life. We don't always make the best decisions. We don't always do things according to plan. And sometimes it's just a matter of emotion. Sometimes we were tricked. There's just all sorts of reasons why we get ourselves in a situation, but it doesn't matter. Like we're human beings, you know, we, we're growing, we're learning. And when we reach out and say, Lord, help, he will. He'll help. So we can't dwell mm-hmm. on how we got there. Now we can reflect on it so that we don't make the same mistake twice, but we don't dwell on it. We don't let it, we don't beat ourselves up because we, God never condemns. Condemnation is not from him. That's the devil that be trying to wear us out. But God convicts in an effort to, so that we can make better choices and decisions. But if condemnation comes in like, oh, see, oh, well, that's too bad. That's what people do. Well, you got yourself in that situation. Well, that's on you. Oh, well, but God don't do that. He'll say, okay, yeah, you got yourself in that situation, but I'm going to get you out of it. I'm going to show you grace. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you mercy. I'm going to show you love. I'm going to show you hope. I'm going to show you that you can't mess things up so bad to where there's no point in no return. He always proves his love for us. And so that's what I see, that God is going to get you out of some situations that you don't have no business being in. He's going to get you clean up out of there. And it don't matter how you got in there. You deal with that later. Right now, he's just like, look, let me just get you up out of there. Let me give you some hope. You never have to 
settle because you made a bad decision and say, oh, well, this is the hand that I, that I dealt myself, so I'm just going to have to play my hand. No. He died to give you life and life more abundantly. So if you're ever in a position where you're not experiencing your abundant life, you cry out to him, and he's going to get you out of what you're in so that you can experience the abundant life that he's not to give you. You're, you're deserving of it. He didn't already pay for you to have it. So things aren't serving you. You say, uh-uh, I'm not doing this no more. I changed my mind. I'm not settling for this no more. Jesus died to give me life and life more abundantly, and I want my abundant life. I'm leaving nothing on the table. I'm leaving no crumbs. I'm, I'm taking it all because I deserve it. And he wants to give it to me. And you take it. And that's exactly what he's going to do. And some people are going to, their minds are going to be blown. Like, how'd she get, how'd she get there? How, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. And you just give God glory. And so he mm-hmm. did it for me. Do it for you. But as for me, I'm not settling for less, period. I'm not settling for things that are mm-hmm. mediocre. I'm not serving for things that don't serve me. I'm not settling for things that's pulling me down. I'm not settling for things that are making things negative and putting negativity in me. I'm not settling for that because I don't have to mm. and don't. Mm. Amen. Do not. Because so be grateful. God loves you, and he's going to get you out of those those things that don't serve you. Amen. I receive that. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you for care, Father God, and what you're doing in her life, Father God. Thank you for the hope that you're giving her. And thank you for the, the boldness and keeping them to overcome. Sometimes we're like, get me out of here right now. And he's like, well, first let me teach you how to overcome, and then I'm going to get you up out of there. Let me strengthen mm. you and get you up out of there. Because knowing how to overcome is a gift. Some people, they get in situations and they'll just drown. But knowing how to overcome mm. is like, you know what, I'm in it, I don't like it, but I know how to overcome. And then the Lord says, you know what, now let me get you out of here. Because he, he makes everything work for you. He makes all things work for good. So while you're there, like, okay, you ain't supposed to be there, but while you're there, let's fortify you. Let's strengthen you. Let's make you better, and then let's get you up out of there. That's the type of God that we serve. Mm-hmm. He everything work for us. Good, bad, and ugly is working for us. So just be grateful for that and know that things are about to turn around for you in, 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 in several areas. But if it ain't serving you, it's, he's about to get you up out of there, period. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes we're surprised. I had a prayer years ago where I'm like, if things aren't serving me and it's not, you know, of you, God, and blah, blah, blah. And I tell you, like, almost all of my friends. Yeah, I went through I mean, that too. Actually, from like literally almost all of my friends. And mm-hmm. I was. All at once for, all at once for me. Yeah, that's how it was for me. It was like a domino effect. Like, okay, this friend, this friend, this friend. I'm like, what's going on here? What, you don't want me to have friends? And he was like, <laughs> these friends ain't serving you. They're like leeches. They're sucking the life out of you. And I didn't see it like that until I was out of it. And then I was like, oh. And then right. one friend I really admired and respected, oh, when he showed me that one, I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I did not see it until he cut that off. You know, I mm-hmm. that song, after that, I didn't even see. I didn't even see that it was what that friendship was doing. So 
yeah, it, you'll be surprised at some of the people. Sometimes we're like, okay, if it's not serving me, you know, I'm willing to surrender it. Maybe be friends or a job or whatever the case may be. But, you know, you always know mm-hmm. that it's for your good. So even though it might hurt, mm-hmm. it's still for your good. And now you're going to grow. Just like It's like being pruned. You know, when you have plants, you got to prune the plants to make them grow better. So it's like he's mm-hmm. pruning your so that you can grow. So even if it hurts, you just take the pain and say, okay, Lord, if this is what's required, then so be it. Mm-hmm. So be it. But uh, thank you for calling in tonight, Kiera. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. I, I love to get pray- prayers from the righteous. I know that's right. Well, God bless you and have a good night. God bless you. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. All right. We've got, let's get to our next one here. Two two five two seven zero. Who am I speaking with? Hello. Hey. Jacqueline. Hey Jacqueline, how are you tonight? All right. Awesome. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jacqueline right now, Lord. We thank you for just uh, being her peace, where she can just yes. bask in you, Father God. She can just bask in you. You are her peace. You are her peace. Thank you, Lord, for calming the storms and teaching her how to walk on the water. Despite the, the, the storms raging, despite the water splashing, despite it feeling like it's impossible, that you're teaching her how to step out of the boat and walk on the water. And, and, yes. and that you're there with her, Father God, because you are, you're the peace. Just like when Peter walked in the water and he started to notice, like, oh, no, what am I doing? Storm raging. I'm walking on water. And he started to drown, and you still saved him. But even when the storms are raging, you calm the storms. Like, thank you, Lord, for her, that you are her peace. And that no matter what's going on around her, that she can focus on you. And because of her focusing on you, it doesn't matter what's raging because you are the peace. So when you're serving the peace, the chaos don't matter. You can step on the chaos. You can walk on it. So I thank you, Lord, that you're showing her that and that that's what she does. That she just walks on the water. That she just walks right through the storm. Doesn't let it bother her. Doesn't let it deter her. Doesn't let it bring her down. Because you are her peace. Yes. And she, she serves you. She serves peace. Your word says that we have to choose this day who we will serve. And she's not serving the chaos. She's not serving the storm. She's serving you. And because she serves you, she can walk on the water and she can walk through the storm and it's not going to affect her. It's not going to bother her because her eyes are focused on the peace, the peace, the Prince of Peace. We thank you, Lord, for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. The peace. Amen. That's what I saw. Uh, I see you like literally just walking through some 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 for real chaos and it not even bothering you because when you got your eyes on the prize you don't see what's you don't even see the other stuff 
doesn't yeah. it doesn't you don't see it. So that's what I that's what I got for you. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you for the prayer. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Did I get this one already? I don't think. I think I was about to hit this one and then somebody dropped and so it took it away. 504. Whoops. 504. It's Nicole from Louisiana. I'm good. Awesome. Yeah, I think I was about to click on you and then a call dropped. And then I was like, wait a minute, did I click on that one already? And the Lord was like, no, get back to that one. So, yes, I'm mm-hmm. glad that you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, Nicole, Lord. We thank you for for the, just the joy, <laughs> the, the joy of the Lord, really understanding the joy of the Lord being her strength and and. And her being able to just laugh at at things, like the the bringing the humor into every situation, like Nicole, like literally the Lord, He for real has a sense of humor. Like <laughs> some of the things that He's mm-hmm. caused parents and I to laugh at that are not really funny, but they are, but they aren't, but they are. It's like He's He's made it to where we can we can laugh at things, and it's not like we're making fun of it. But we just we just know what time it is. We know what it is, so it's laughable. You know, I I get why the Lord laughs in the face of His enemies because to be an enemy to the Lord is it's laughable. Like, how are you going to be an enemy to the Creator of all things? Like, be for real. But you know, people they 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 think what they want to think, and they just or they're ignorant or whatever the case may be. But I see you really basking in the joy of the Lord, in Him really like increasing your humor to where things like that should bother you where you just like oh okay <laughs> you just laugh at it like ah, whatever like I'm not gonna let that bother me I'm not gonna uh let that upset me my parents have to deal with some people that are like pretty difficult people and he just he he just makes humor of it like I mean because we expect it you know when you know a person is dealing with a certain uh, spirit or this personality type, and you know what type of time they be on. You'd be like, oh, okay, here you go, you know, and you have fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. know the Lord is dealing with, you know, you pray for them. You know, the Lord's dealing with them, but it's like, oh, here we come, here we go, you know. You just have fun with it. You don't even let it bother you because it's, it becomes laughable because it's like, what if they see their own pattern? Like, they don't even know that they're used puppeted by the enemy and they don't even see it they think that they're being all original creative they're being clever and you're like nah you're being used but i'm praying for your deliverance Mm -hmm. but you're really trying with all your little tiny might and it's like the little engine that could but you can't and never will and you see them you know trying and it just becomes funny because you already know where it's coming from You, you it's like the the devil's been exposed and the people that he uses, so it's like, oh, oh, look at you, little devil. Like, oh, you don't even know you're being puppet. I'm praying for your deliverance, but devil, I see you. You're not going to get my goat. Irritate me today. It's not going to happen. So God's going to start giving you where you you be laugh at stuff like, oh, man, here they come. You know, there was a point mm-hmm. where 
parents were dealing with somebody and like it's like every Friday they would kick up mess like every Friday. Like, oh, here comes the Friday mess, you know, like <laughs> it starts to literally become like a joke. Wait, you mm-hmm. you, you, you get mad. I'm like, oh, oh, here, it's Friday. You know, no wonder they're cutting up. You know, I must have missed that it was Friday on my calendar. It wouldn't be Friday if they didn't mm-hmm. come kicking up some mess. So it, it became, you know, um, it, it became funny to us. They didn't they didn't see it. And then when Terrence lovingly pointed it out, hey, by the way, not sure what goes on on your Fridays. You know, I really hope your Fridays get better. But did you notice that every Friday you find a problem? And there was. <laughs> look at the look at the exchanges. Look at the, the conversations every single Friday, like clockwork. You just conjure things up. You pull things out of thin air and and make it a big old deal, make it a big problem. Like, I really hope you get better. I'm not sure what's so triggering for you on Fridays. And then they finally mm-hmm. kind of stopped. But he waited till the Lord gave him the go to say something. But it was, like I say, it became funny to us. Like, uh-oh, here they come with the Friday stuff. We call mm-hmm. it like Friday or something because it was always something stupid too. Like they just make something up. Oh my gosh, a bird chirped. You're like, oh what, a bird chirped? Like it was that kind of stupidity. But <laughs> <laughs> we're like, uh oh, here's the wind blowing outside. Here comes your here comes your message. You're gonna be complaining about the wind blowing. Like it was just crazy. Yeah. But the Lord is really gonna make it to where that's how you're gonna look at it when people try to mess with you or you're gonna have fun with it and just. Laugh it, laugh it off, because he's dealing with it. He's already dealing with it, and you know, God, he's got yeah. so much grace and and love and mercy for people way more than we have. We'd be like, if you don't get rid of them right now, Lord, but he's he's doing something. He's doing a work, and so for your sanity, he just gonna make it to where it's just it's literally funny, and they'll notice. Mm-hmm. They'll notice they're not getting yeah. under your skin. They're not getting your go. You start going along with it, and they're like, what? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and you're like, okay. Did you hear mm-hmm. me? I said I'm gonna do this. I heard you. Do it. Mhm. And they're like, well, but last time you said you didn't want me to do that. That was last time. Do what you feel you must. Enjoy your day. And it just ticks mm-hmm. them off. They're like, why aren't they getting bothered? Because I knew that that was like my, you know, that was my gut punch, and I gut punched them, and they didn't even care. They just. Continue to sip lemonade and laugh at me. What's going on? So mm-hmm. he even you had to have a new method of dealing with difficult people to where you kind of take the wind out of their sails and then you kind of get boring to them. They don't even want to bother you anymore because either you're ignoring them or laughing. Like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to do that? Wow. Oh, my. I'm shivering in me timbers. Like, okay, well, do what you feel you mm-hmm. must. <laughs> and then they get mad. Yeah. But you haven't lost yeah. any you know, sleep. Your cortisol levels aren't up. Your your blood pressure hasn't skyrocketed. Like, he's going to make it to where it's literally like, eh, I don't care. Like, you become dead to it, and it becomes funny. And and laughter's good. Mm-hmm. Like, literally like a medicine, laughter. So he's going to make you, like, have laughter. You can make little songs about it or crack a little joke or whatever. Terrence and I are really good for that. We'll make songs about stuff. And we'll just have mm-hmm. the most just stomach hurting <laughs> laughter because we'll make little little songs about it. Like, oh my gosh, this person on Friday, they just be tripping or whatever. We'll just make little songs to just have some humor about it because we're like, man, life's short. 
and you know, if somebody's just having a bad day or they're just a rotten person or whatever, I'm not going to make that my problem. I'm just going to pray for them and, and wish the best for them. And when they try to bring their little fiery darts, I'm just going to throw a bucket of water on it and go about my day. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's going to teach you how to do to really have fun with the, the, the things when people are trying to like make things difficult for you, where it's, you're going to like wait on it. Cause like, man, I need a good laugh. Like, mm-hmm. puppet. <laughs> and and you just be like whatever. Oh, her call dropped. Let's see if she comes back on. I think I'm out of time too. It's eight thirty three. So while I wait for her to come back, in case she has anything else to add, um, let's pray for the rest of the people with their hand up. I think I it's like one two. Three. There's still quite a few of you that I wasn't able to get to, but let's just do a collective prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for each and every caller, for giving them what they need. Even if I wasn't able to speak directly to them, it's it's your word. It's it's your. These are your people, so I know that they got what they needed. Continue to bless them, Father God, and give them the ear to hear what you're saying, because you speak into us all the time, whether it be through a prophet on on a on a radio line, whether it be through them reading a word, it could be watching a commercial, like you use any means that you can to speak to your people. So give them the ears to hear and know that you're speaking to them. So Lord, we just love and honor you. Bless everybody who hears the sound of my voice um, and just bless us as a whole. Help us to love one, one another and to sharpen one another and to lift up one another and to give instruction and rebuke when needed, um, because we need one another. We need one another. So let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Be sure to call back 845, so that's in 10 minutes. Randy's call-in number is different than this one. So let me find it. It is 319-527-6737. Hit one, puts you in the queue. Typically, after he gives his message on Wednesday, he prays over everybody. He unmutes and just prays and goes down the line until there's no other people with their hand up. But thanks for tuning in tonight. I love you all. Until next time, good night.